Broadcasting live from my home office, it's the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Cross, and I am joined by special guest, Shua. Shua, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. All right, so we are obviously recording today from the home office, and the listeners probably don't know who you are. So uh, long, long, lifelong, long-term best friend here. Yeah, we've known each other for some time. We're in our 30s, and you and I have known each other since we were probably four or five years old. Obviously, given the current state of the U.S. and the working conditions that everybody's in right now, it's it's a little restricted. So nobody's in their offices. Um, You personally, given your, you know, you've, you've got a myriad of jobs and professions that you've You've spent time in. Um, you're, you're currently feeling the blow right now as well in this uh, in this industry. So, Shul, sure, welcome to the show. Uh, tell us a little about a little bit about who you are. You're you're also a prominent voice in the you know in the social world when it comes to your tube talks and everything like that. So, um, what's going on in your life? Well, uh, I had my last shift. I do work in the service industry uh, as a service industry professional. Uh, as a manager, bartender, and server at a local establishment. And it is a little daunting to hear that our doors will be closed for the foreseeable future. At 8 p.m. tonight, correct? At 8 p.m. tonight. So It is uh, Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday the 16th right now. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has, has seen the news, uh, is feeling the effects in one way or another, and it is advised to stay at home like we are currently. Um Practice social distancing. If I don't know will. that I'm six feet from you right now, but that's um, okay. Okay, I'll go over here. <laughs> I love it. Um, to give you a little bit about who I am, my name is Joshua Bornhoft. Uh, I've had my hands in a few things around town. Uh, you've actually you've moved freight before, which I think is awesome. I have actually. Uh, so I've gotten in touch with this wide world of logistics, and if you are not in tune with what really goes on on the road and in the office, it's quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I got my feet wet with it. Didn't quite get up past the knees, but <laughs> you know, I waited in the waters of logistics and uh, I have a good understanding of sales um, in the background as well as service. Yeah. Um, customer service has been kind of my specialty over the years as well. And right now it's, it's a, it's a time where things are uncertain. Yeah. Um, things still need to be moved from place to place, uh, just as we were discussing briefly a little bit ago, uh, in these large retail locations as well as trickling down to the smaller business. And that's one thing where, uh, our community, uh, really is doing some, some really great attempts to bring people together. Yeah. Uh, for instance, tonight the doors are closing for most restaurants, uh, at 8 PM and a lot of places are trying to, Accommodate their guests while using products they have with doing at home deliveries, uh, subscribing delivery service. Yeah. yeah. And even what's really interesting is I was reading some articles about the state liquor authority and what they're doing is they're trying to work with some of these businesses to allow even some home delivery for alcoholic beverages. Come on. It's in the works. There's nothing <laughs> confirmed yet. Oh, but Americans need their fix. America. Yeah. yeah. So real quick, before we get into the episode here, uh, Tuk Talks. What is Tuk Talks? Um, you guys kind of launched it in the, it's kind of a soft launch over the last year. I've seen a lot of pump up about it. but Yeah, so, um, so we've had a few events uh, highlighting uh, episodes of our documentary series. Okay. 
Basically, our goal is to highlight the creative minds across all platforms within Western New York that are really changing our, not just tourism business, but uh, really changing the scene of our city and contributing to our growth as a whole. Awesome. So creative minds in brewing, distilling, culinary, uh, physical arts such as mural, sculpture, painting, uh, as well as musicianship. We've got some phenomenal... Musicianship? I've never heard that phrase. Yeah. We've got some phenomenal performers in Western New York. And so you put all that together, it makes one sweet place to live. I love it. So uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll toss a link in the show notes for for Tube Talks, whatever you can send me or we'll we'll, we'll get it taken care of after the show here. But um, if you're you're into that kind of thing, definitely check out Tube Talks and... Shua, my main man here. It's always good to it's always good to spend time with you. So what we're gonna do here this episode, standard rundown, you know, we'll do a news article, we'll discuss a topic and then do some QA. It's gonna be a little special today. So the news, we're gonna talk about uh, obviously COVID-19, the coronavirus, right? I've got plenty of articles I can choose from. And so what I'm gonna do here is just read off some headlines. I'm, I'm gonna literally do it live right now. I'm gonna search coronavirus on Google. And I'm going to read you off the headlines that I'm seeing. And then we're going to discuss as a topic, how does it impact logistics and freight brokerage? Um, what is the, you know, what is the supply chain impact? What is the personal impact? Uh, we're going to kind of, we're going to take an interesting spin on this. So the news, as I refresh it right now, top headlines, I've got um, coronavirus deaths past 6,500 worldwide. Actually, the number two headline is soccer coach Francisco Garcia dies from coronavirus at age 21. That is wild. New York Post put that one out. Uh, The Verge says Amazon wants to hire 100,000 new workers to meet the coronavirus demand. That's pretty big. Amazon, that's a good one to talk about, right? So when it comes to supply chain, I do it all the time. You know, I want something. I can go to the store. Mm -hmm. I, I hop on Amazon. You know, on Amazon Prime is a wonderful tool. They do a really good job. So my house sometimes next day, sometimes, you know, it, two even days before later. this is even before the coronavirus has impacted um, our society, we've kind of been turning towards this over the last few years, really, where we can actually find things at a comparable price, even cheaper. Um, albeit it may affect local businesses to an extent, but when it comes down to it now, especially not having that interaction. It may be safer to purchase things online. Yeah, it's going to limit your exposure. Um, good point, Shua. The next article headline is coronavirus. Trump finally had a solid press conference. <laughs> finally. There you go. Yeah, it's about uh, time. From the San Francisco Chronicle, coronavirus live updates most of the Bay Area, which you know, to, it says most of the Bay Area to receive a shelter-in-place order. That's big. So the Bay Area would include um, the three big cities. You would have San Francisco, uh, uh, San Jose, and Oakland, right? Those are the big three kind of around the Bay. Sure. You got Oakland to the east, San Fran to the west, San Jose to the south. You're pretty much – that's Silicon Valley there. Uh, Alcatraz might not be a bad spot to quarantine in, right? (laughs) No bridge there. Uh, Okay, next one. To battle coronavirus six – California counties order everyone to stay home. Uh, coronavirus daily news updates, March 16th. What to know today? Okay, that's generic. 
Oh, look uh, at that. White House. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Romney proposes giving $1,000 to every American adult as coronavirus response measure. So there's your economic relief package. So so when it comes to news, it's all over the place. Right? Everybody's talking about it mm-hmm. from the local news to the national news. It's everywhere. Global news. Th- right. This is a big deal. Okay, It's affecting everybody. It's no longer isolated in one area of the world or one continent. It's it's on every continent except for Antarctica, to my knowledge, at this point. Yeah. So a uh, big deal. That's what we're going to talk about. Let's get into the topic straight up coronavirus. That's what we're here to talk about, specifically logistics. So I had the ability to talk to a, a couple of uh, 3PL and you know 3 drop professionals and freight brokers in the last 24 hours to get their feedback on how things are impacting them. And one of the things that I will say is... Uh, one of my conversations this morning with uh, you know one of the folks that works in brokerage mm-hmm. is that you know when it comes to the spot market, business is actually fairly favorable to the freight broker right now. Reason being, in the spot market, these are not contracted truckload orders. This is a company has you know let's say ten shipments to go out today. They're not contracted to go to anyone in particular, a specific trucking company or brokerage. So therefore, people are bidding on them at that current moment. It's, it's you know spot rates. It's going to happen right now. What can you offer from you know what can you offer a movement for yada yada? And the same goes from that broker out to the actual truck driver or, or trucking company. Um, and you know trucking is not shut down. So therefore, demand has you know dramatically increased when it comes to the need to move some essential products and just products sure. in general. So um, you know think of it like this. Okay. Well, real quick before I get into that. So the feedback was like this. Spot market's great for freight brokers. There's good margin, a lot of freight to move. You don't have to be gouging prices or anything like that. Um, You just have to keep working. So just keep doing your job, work from home, all that good stuff. Stay in contact. We always preach that communication is the number one thing you can do to to make your job easier and to be successful in in this career is just to stay very, very on top of the communication game with both your, your shipping customers and your carriers to make sure updates are streamlined and there's no issues there. So let's look at a specific example. So Shua, I know that um, in our local area here in Buffalo, Western New York, uh, Wegmans, it's a big, you know, that'd be like a Kroger or a um, supply, you know, a big, what's, sure. a, what's a national Grocery store. You got Kroger. You've got Publix. Uh, Publix. Right. Yeah. So you know these are big companies. So in Western York, we've got Rot or a Rochester-based company called Wegmans. We've also got Tops as another mm-hmm. one. Um, so grocery stores. Let's look at other essential retailers like a Walmart, Wegman or a Walmart, Target, uh, Rite Aid. Sure. Um, you know any kind of s- store or facility that's got food, household goods. Mm-hmm prescription drugs, over-the-counter drugs, right. things like that, necessary. So have you been to the stores lately and seen any of the chaos? So interestingly enough, um, I have been to all of the above. Oh, uh, wow. Today I actually did some shopping. I went to the small local co-ops all the way to the tops um, and everything in between. And Doing your civic duty to keep the economy running. I love that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to you gotta go to the places that, you know, will give back. And everyone's going through a trying time with being out of work. And it's, it's as best you can support local. But obviously, uh, you know, sometimes you have to go outside of that box 
and open a bigger box. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what we saw at the larger stores, which I'm sure we're seeing across the country, uh, the shelves of... Toilet paper! Are empty. Yep. Yes. Wow. I did find some that was had a local color. Did I, did, really? I did. I was like, oh, no one has seen this untapped gem. Wow. So. It is interesting, though, that toilet paper is what people are stocking up on I when know. it's a respiratory virus. Um, I would think food food first. I, I, a lot I, of main proteins were gone. Okay. I didn't find any, like, fresh chicken. Um, there was some beef. I had actually gone towards frozen uh, seafood items, but okay. a lot of your chicken completely off the shelves. So let's talk about the logistical supply chain impact here. So obviously the demand has gone skyrocketing when it comes to a lot of these essential goods. So for that reason, and this kind of ties back into the conversation I had this morning with um, you know a freight broker that it's in the Midwest. Uh, he stated that based on the need that's been arising, his customers are trying to push every potential possible order out that they can. Uh, and this comes, you know, uh, think about customers that stock or that, that ship produce and things of that nature. They're, they're sitting on millions of pounds of goods right now. And they're like, we well, got to get this out of the door. There's a huge de- increase in demand right now at the stores. Uh, let's get it out there. So drivers are now feeling that 2018 shortage vibe where they're like, you know what? The demand's up on the shipping end. There's only so many drivers. You can produce as much cabbage or chicken or mm-hmm. rice as you want. You can't just produce drivers very quickly and trucks quickly. Sure. You know, they're, they're largely um, long-term tenured trained people that are highly experienced in their field and have a good safety record. And trucks don't just produce overnight. Uh, so that being said, that supply demand curve has, has dramatically shifted and drivers can ask for a lot of money. And I would highly discourage gouging of prices, but you're worth what you're worth and don't get gypped right now. Don't feel like you have to do it for free. Um, same goes for brokers. You've got a lot of fighters to put out here and shippers alike. So that being said, the logistical impact, the U.S. has shut down a lot of different things from bars, restaurants, movie theaters, casinos, stuff like that. Um, what they have not shut down is the supply chain. And, and I think a, a great point to tackle here, uh, I, I go back to my military experience here and, you know, in, in studying wars and things of that nature, they always say the best way to defeat your enemy is to cut off their supply chain, right? If you can cut off their supply chain. They've got about 72 hours before all hell breaks loose and they've got nothing to rely on as far as goods, water, it is. So the United States is not going to cut off our own supply chain. That would be a very self-inflicted wound right there. Uh, We want to encourage a smooth flow of the supply chain to make sure that everybody can maintain access to the essential goods that they need right now. You know, same thing goes for services like in the medical field and stuff like that. They're not going to cut off hospitals. Right. That's they still need – they have a shortage of products right yeah, now. Absolutely. With admitting people with the caution that they may be oh, infected. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So keeping our supply chains current and active is huge. So it, it is – you know, anyone that's out there listening that is is a, a big influencer or a big uh, impacting person supply chain – Thanks for doing what you're doing and keep up the hard work. This is very good stuff here. We have to keep doing what we're doing here. Uh, we definitely do not want to cut off our own supply chains within the country or limit them. So, uh, you know, back in the 1980s, the U.S. limited restriction on 
the trucking industry and kind of open up a free market. Let's not abuse that right now. Let's come together as a country and as a as a global you know force here, and let's you know let's get through this together. It's going to end at some point. You know, right. it, we don't know how long it's going to last, but it, it'll end. Uh, now, let's look at the personal impact here. That's kind of the supply chain. So the personal impact, right? Everyone that's a truck driver or a freight broker or a shipper or a warehouser, you name it, anything in the logistics realm has a personal life, whether that means wife, kids, husband, cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends, whatever. We've all got family, right? So the majority of the country is working from home right now. And a lot of people, sure, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. really don't have work to go to. No. Right? At this current time. The my place of work is closed for who knows until further notice. Until further notice, yeah. So I, this is going to be more of a, a motivational and an ethical discussion here, but I think that it's a great time to lend a helping hand to those that you can. So, for example, my sister actually posted on Facebook yesterday. She said, um, "If anybody is worried about." child care or having food for their child the next few weeks or whatever, don't freak out. Let me know. I would love to help. You know, I can help feed your kids or babysit, it's, watch them, whatever, at no cost. And that's the kind of mentality that we've, we've got to have in this country right now. What do you think? Yeah. That you, was Boz. We, we have to stand together. And that's, that's an amazing thing. I mean, knowing um, Nate and his family for so long, um, I, I, I can see – Something like that being put out by his family. Uh, they are very great people that will do anything for anyone, especially those close to them. And that's a big topic uh, is that, you know, some of these people are single parents and they have to keep going to work. Especially, for instance, say you're a single mother and you work in nursing. You have to go to work and your yeah. child's at home. You have to rely on family and friends or or outsource to pay someone for childcare at this time. You do. Uh, I'm sure it's pretty daunting for them to go through this and then also have that stress of, well, I'm working in a, in a healthcare facility that people are coming to if they're having health issues or affected or Absolutely. infected people. So it's great for communities to come together and be there for each other outside of just the families. And I think we're really fortunate in Western New York to have that. I've seen it across the social media platforms of different restaurateurs trying to help each other out, trying to to solve problems, uh, which is really nice of what I've learned within logistics. Logistics is solving a problem of getting one thing from point A A to point B. A to B, baby. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Um, I'm going to do an interesting Q&A here. I know the episode is going to be shorter today. It's... You know, it's kind of an adverse time, but instead of pulling Q&A and, and trending from online, because we know it's trending right now, obviously, COVID-19. Shua, I'm curious, you worked, you had a short stint in logistics. And for those listening that, that don't know, um, there was a peak season and you hopped in as, as an ops support person to mm-hmm. assist with a lot of high volume truckload moves from A to B, yada, 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 all that good stuff. Um, you saw the craziness that goes on operationally in logistics oh, yeah. and freight brokerage. And <laughs> it's exciting. There's a lot of fun, but it's also, it's extremely overwhelming. So yeah. that being said, let's say there's somebody newer that's out there in freight brokering and they're kind of curious and wondering what does this mean for their, for their life, their career, all that stuff. 
Sure, your your stint and your experience was uh, was shorter than you know probably the average person out there. What what are you curious on? What questions do you think someone's wondering about with supply chain logistics and brokerage right now? Is there anything that kind of sparks your brain? And, and I'm happy to dive into it. Yeah. Uh, well, in my short experience and the things that I was doing was kind of compiling uh, information for um, this company that I was working with to uh, ensure that you know certain loads were going certain places that drivers had uh, the load in hand um, and just kind of doing um, these what might seem menial tasks to support the greater uh, good if you oh, will. yeah yeah of course um, the overall operation the overall operation. Yeah. So, I guess uh, let's picture you. Let's say you're. Let's say you're sitting in your seat right now, right? Yeah. yeah. New, new employee, newer employee, whatever. And this is all going on. And you know, what kind of stuff would pop into your mind? Like, you know, what what kind of? I don't know. What, what, you can ask me whatever question you want. You can get wild if you want. Yeah. Uh, I guess I am always interested in. Uh, all aspects, but sales speaks to me because I have kind of a sales background. Okay. So I was thinking, you know, how does one first gain a contract and then find a driver and kind of go through those motions? In the current time, it's going to be yeah. actually. You know what? I'll tell you this. This. So you ask a good question. How does one? How does somebody get a new customer? Right. Sure. And I've talked about this on the, on the show before. There's a lot of ways to prospect new customers, but let's talk about during the current time. We're talking March 2020, given the COVID-19 slash coronavirus pandemic that's going around the, around the world. So uh, I would tell you this. If you are very experienced and a very good freight broker, this is a great time to show your skill and to offer and lend that ability to customers that need it. So. Think about the, the much-needed goods in the in the world right now or in the country right now. So you've got produce, you've got dry goods, things like that, grocers, things of that nature. If you're really good at it, you have a great operational ability when it comes to sourcing trucks and, and negotiating between shippers and carriers on getting a load moved. And you're also really good at that track and trace, making sure it picks up on time. Right. There's constant communication. This is the time to talk to a shipper. Maybe it's a brand new customer, like a Kroger or whatever, or you know, probably more likely the smaller ones that, that don't have big national contracts or bids in place. You can you know approach that, give them a call, and say, "Hey, I you know here's the deal. I'm really good at this. I want to help out. I'm not afraid about what's going on right now. Here's what I can do. Do you do you all have any need for additional assistance on the transportation side?" And they can clear you're you're not there to gouge anybody, right? You're right. there to assist and give, you know, the help that you can do. And you know what? When this all is over with, who knows whether it's weeks or months or years from now, whatever, this will be the kind of thing that is remembered by that customer yeah. that this guy or gal came in here, did a hell of a job, and really shined with a bright light and, and took care of a lot of problems that we had here. And, and we got our goods delivered, and that keeps their customers happy. So, right. And I'm um, sure it's got to be phone a Phone calls, man. Make the phone calls. That's, yeah. that's the long answer short. Mm-hmm. Call those companies. Find out who's shipping what and who needs help. Um, any other random questions? You can say no. I got some- oh, actually, because I also um, I enjoy traveling uh, as well. And I've seen apps of, for instance, flight patterns. 
Is there something put in place that like you can log on to and see like shipments moving? Great question. Like live. Great question. So, uh, flight patterns like you know the uh, the FAA manages and oversees all of that. And you know what's great? First of all, is the fact that you're asking me questions that I wasn't prepped for. And in most episodes, I, you know, we looked them up and we mm-hmm. kind of have an idea what to t- discuss and, and give good feedback and education out of it. It's kind of good to be put on the spot here. Um, in trucking, uh, no, there's no national flight pattern or drive pattern mm-hmm. that's listed out there to see, but there's a ton of data that a lot of companies collect. So sure. for example, there's large load posting companies like DAT, uh, internet truck stop or truckstop.com as they're called. Uh, and they collect a lot of data. And I've talked in past episodes about the huge value of data in this industry and transportation. The more data you have, the better decisions you can make. Sure. Um, so when it comes to truck movements, I think each independent company will probably have an internal tracking system that will show where their trucks are on the road. Mm-hmm. Like a large, a lot of large companies, for example, Landstar is a very large asset based trucking company. They pro- I've never seen their software, but they likely have a transportation management system which sure. will show the location, GPS track of all their assets. Nationwide, though, you got to think there's over 20,000 licensed freight brokers. There's uh, over a quarter million uh, truck drivers in the U.S. So there's a lot of wow. trucks and assets on the road. It's hard to track all of them. And I think, it, I think it's best to not publicly display all of that data because that would decrease the competition. So... Data is power. Each company has what's needed um, and uses it to their advantage. I will say this. In a time of, of, of crisis, which I do believe the United States is in, we've declared a state of emergency in most states, local counties, and local governments as well have done the same. Uh, I think that sharing data as needed will be done without any restraint or any kind of pushback from companies. Mm-hmm. America steps in when needed. We've yeah. seen it here in Western New York. Everyone has stepped in. And we'll, you know, we'll join hands six feet apart, obviously, join hands to fight this together and, and do what's best for our communities and states and our country overall. So um, long answer short, kind sure. of the last one. No, there's not a public directory of where all the trucks are located. Mm-hmm. It's all privately held data. It is shared at a paid cost from a lot of different providers based mm-hmm. on the data that they have. Uh, but I don't think there'll be an issue with that data being shared with whoever needs it to make our supply chain stay in a state of stability over the coming days, weeks, and months, and possibly beyond. So great question, Shua. Um, I did want to take a shift here, and you know, I, I always like to hit on sports in the mm-hmm. podcast here. Sports? What sports? Sport, I know! That's a great <laughs> point. What sports? So here's the deal. Just about everything's been shut down, right? The NBA, shut down. NHL, shut down. Major League Baseball, shut down. Everyone's dead except for apparently the NFL because they're bigger than our country. There, there's been a, a massive amount of like uh, franchise tags assigned today. You've got trades happening, all kinds of contracts going down. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Houston Texans, just got signed. I think a four-year contract by. I've, I feel like I should Google it. Arizona, maybe. Hopkins. If I Google Hopkins, what's going to come up? I think it's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Johns Hopkins. Let's how about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, 
David Johnson to the Texans. There you go. And the Cardinals got DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, that all happened today. So a lot of big trades happening. I'm still waiting to see what happens with Tom Brady. Right? And here's the big question. What does coronavirus do when it comes to the NFL? Because every other sport has basically said, you know, we're an American team. Or we're a worldwide team mm-hmm. or sport. We're on board. Let's shut it down. NFL is like, we don't start for another, you know, six months really. Like, what's the point in saying we're shutting down now? They're right. I think they're. Uh, it may delay some things as the season ramps up. Yeah. But right now, I guess they're training and uh, there's really nothing going on in the off season. Yeah. You know, most gyms are closed, so... At 8 o'clock tonight, all um, fitness centers are shut down. They're going to have to start carrying those, doing some uh, bicep curls with their grocery bags or something. I know it, man. So, I guess the big, the big sports takeaway here is uh, the NFL's next. If I'm going to call it now, yeah. they're next. I give it 48 hours. Today's the 16th. By Wednesday the 18th, the NFL is going to say that they are... Suspending all meetings, whatever that are in person, they're going to potentially postpone any kind of um, voluntary workouts that might come up later in the year. Uh, I think the advisement's coming down from the, the national government level. They're saying this 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 might have its highest peak in the July August mm-hmm. time frame, which is when yeah. the NFL is ramping up to to start the season off. So. Um, in other news, uh, that's pretty much it. So. Wasn't there um, – I haven't been following too much lately, so I could be incorrect, but there was – maybe I heard an NCAA tournament that was still going on where there was no one in attendance. So, like, if you think about it, like, it must have been kind of strange. March Madness. Must have been kind of strange or must be strange to be performing. You're not a big basketball or March Madness fan, are you? Uh, I mean, I've, I've been following a different March Madness lately. <laughs> this, this is March Madness. It is March Madness. Oh, my God. You heard yourself from Shua. March yeah. Madness. The coronavirus is March Madness. So that being said, yeah, um, they canceled everything ultimately mm-hmm. or, you know, eventually. But what you're referring to is they decided to keep the – Keep the games going, but don't have any fans there. Right. Um, the problem is, it got you know things happened so fast. Things changed. Like they, they canceled all of it. It's yeah. not happening. So right. uh, yeah, no March Madness. That was NCAA. I think it's a good move to you know do it. I, I like their idea of doing it without fans as a pre- preemptive measure. Uh, we didn't know how crazy this was going to get. It got pretty crazy, and they did the right thing by canceling it. So um, yeah, that's about it. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, not at the moment. All right. Well, everybody at everybody listening at, at home, you know, stay stay safe. Make the right choices. I know at my house we've got a digital thermometer at the front door with some Clorox wipes. I was greeted. You were, and you my were, temperature is an acceptable temperature to enter the home. Yeah. What's well, nice is it. I check a temperature at the forehead. It's one of those Smart. like non-touch ones. And um, having a baby coming up in like a couple weeks here. That's what we Congratulations. do. Congratulations. Know? Thank you. Yes. Um, so when he or she is born. We need to have to check the baby's temperature, check the bath temperature, all that stuff, right? Absolutely. Uh, so we've got a secondary use for that thermometer now. It's check people coming in another house, right? Um, check temperatures, wash, you know, your hands, <laughs> obviously, like you always do and always should. Mm-hmm. Clean door handles, like very zealously and very intentionally right now. 
um, do the right thing, right? You know, use this as a time to, to truly show the good citizen that you are of this world and of this nation. So uh, if you've got questions, you want to, you know, have me talk about something on a podcast, Hit me up a give me a message on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm on there. I'm trying to stay very active on it. Um, I know there's a, a lack of society, last lack of social interaction with a lot of working from home and all that stuff. Send me a message. Let me know. All right, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. All that good stuff. Um, that's good, right? That's all we can do is you know hang in there and we'll get through this. So until next time, go Bills. That wraps up this episode of the Midnight Freight Broker Podcast. Thanks for listening and joining us on this special episode today. Make sure to check out the show notes. We're going to leave some links for Shua's TikToks and whatever else he's got for us. And we will see you on the next episode.